Welcome to the Kid Men Podcast with Dr. Val and Dr. Virginia, where we talk about everything Kid Men. And pull back the curtain on some of the surprises and challenges in children's ministry that nobody prepares you for. I'm Dr. Val, and together we have over 45 years of experience in children's ministry. I'm Dr. Virginia. Valerie and I met over 10 years ago in our doctoral program at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. We are excited to share with you all the great stuff that we have picked up over the years. We want to minister to you, the children's minister. Hello, we are so glad you have joined us today on the Kid Men Podcast. How are you today, Dr. Virginia? (laughs) Good, good. Before we started recording, I was just saying how I'm a little droopy. Because my daughter started her day and my day at like four this morning. So, That's so much fun. I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I was saying that I remember those little faces just sort of just being right there when you open your eyes in the morning and you're like, oh, oh great way to start your day with that <laughs> surprise of like, yep. oh, wait, what are we doing now? <laughs> oh, and they have the luxury of a nap that we don't always have the luxury yeah. of. Yes, yes. Falling asleep in their high chair. Yeah. But we are committed to struggling through for you today (laughs) because we have an important topic we want to cover. Yes. We recently have been talking about safety and security policies. And so the first one we had we had told you that we were going to jump into some more specifics about some of the things that we've talked about in general in the past. And so today we're going to do that. We want to jump in today to talk about your check-in system. How do you check your families into the ministry when they come for a service at your church? And so we want to talk about the importance of it and a little bit of the mechanics around it. And hopefully if you have questions or things to add, you can do that in the comments. You can send us an email. You can let us know what you're thinking about it so we can continue this conversation a little bit more. But we just wanted to take a little bit of time to specifically talk about check-in systems and the importance of them in your ministry. And so the first thing that I usually have, the first question that's always asked every conference that I've ever done on safety and security has been, why do we need check-in systems? We know everybody in our church. It's, it's without fail. I hear that, that statement. We know everybody in our church. And my answer has always been, I hope you don't always know everybody that walks through your door at church. <laughs> I hope that we are reaching out to the community and that we are inviting people to come visit and that we are having our families bring in families to visit and that we have new faces. But even if you only have the same faces every single Sunday, you still need a check-in system and it's incredibly important. And so we wanted to start today by talking just a little bit about why you actually need one. And so it's, it's just incredibly important for the safety of your families and the safety of your kids and the safety of your volunteers Mm -hmm. for you to have some sort of method for parents to drop off their children and then a method for them to pick them up at the end of service when they are ready to take them home Mm -hmm. and for you to have policies and procedures for the way kids are dropped off and picked up. It's just vitally important no matter how large or how small your church is. And you agree. Oh yeah. And it's like, you need to um, demonstrate and document that every single service you are sending the right child home with the right adult. 
Right. And so that's something just for the protection of your church, the liability of your church as well. Um, in addition to protecting the kids and protecting the volunteers and protecting the church as a whole, um, it's just absolutely vital um, to be doing every single service time. Right. Well, and, and there's a few reasons for that. And, and one is because, again, we mentioned we hope that you have visitors coming. And so you're going to have first time visitors that are going to come into your program. And when they do come in, leaders are not going to know who they are. And you are typically going to have different leaders at the end of worship service than you're going to have at the beginning of the Sunday school hour, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have different leaders at the end of the worship service than you had at the beginning of the worship service because of situations. And so families want to make sure that they know that, you know, they are the only ones that can pick up their children and that there might not be a mistake made in some way or a way a predator could possibly come into your ministry. They want to know that there's that safeguard. And one of the ways that I have that personal experience is because we did visit a mega church one time on Easter Sunday with my granddaughter, who was two at the time. And it was a very busy service in a very busy classroom. And we walked up to the door and they didn't have any kind of check-in system. They didn't have any kind of locked system for their preschool hallway. We walked up to the door. There were 20, 30 kids in the classroom. Oh. There were two teachers. And when we came to the door, they just said, great you know, come on in, you know, wanted me just to kind of let our granddaughter go in and said, come back to the store to pick her up at the end of service. They didn't ask her name. They didn't ask me to fill out any information. They didn't have any way for me to pick the, her up. And so we just decided, you know what, I think she's going to go to service with us today. And so she went into the worship service with us because it was just that sense of as many years as I've been doing this. And as long as I know how churches work and how things happen, I was really afraid to just leave our granddaughter there in that room with no one knowing her name, no one knowing anything about her, and then no one knowing that we were the ones that were supposed to pick her up at the end of service. And so it is really, really important for your visitors for them to feel that security, that safety when they leave their child, that they know that you consider them to be important. You want to know everything you can about them and you want to be as safe as you possibly can with them. Oof. Yes. Amen. That's unbelievable. It's, it, and you, yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's just <laughs> yes, vitally yes. important. It really is. Um, the other reason, if you're, if you want to take visitors out of the equation, if you want to say, oh, I'm not going to worry about visitors. One of the things that you do need to worry about in your own church family is you need to think about situations where couples <laughs> may be in the process of divorce. They may suddenly separate. There may be situations of, parents that have um, policies in place about who can have their child on certain weekends and certain days, uh, situations where non-custodial parents may try to pick up a child mm -hmm. during mm -hmm. a service. Mm -hmm. And those situations, those things, those, those acrimonious splits, those sudden um, divorce proceedings, those separations, they happen very quickly. Mm -hmm. And they tend to happen without a lot of notice. You know, mm -hmm. you don't know yeah. that a family is going through it. And a lot of times you don't know that the family is going through it at all. And so it is really important to keep your ministry from getting into the middle of a divorce that you have a policy in place so that you know that the parent dropping off the child has the, the ticket, the mm -hmm. sticker, the bracelet, whatever, whatever mm -hmm. to be able to come back and pick up that child. And if the parent that didn't drop off the child comes without that, that you have a reason to send them to the parent that dropped them off. Mm -hmm. 
And that way it protects your ministry from becoming that location where a non-custodial parent may try to come and take a child away from the parent that has custody. Because unless you have paperwork in your hands that shows that a parent that you are familiar with cannot pick up a child, you don't have a lot of legal Mm. basis for why you won't let a child leave with a parent. Yes. And a lot of times we don't get that paperwork. A lot of times parents don't bring us that, those those divorce paper guidelines, those Mm -hmm. custodial, Mm -hmm. you know, outlines. And so it's really important that you take yourself out of that situation and that you can say, you know what mom dropped off today. She has the ticket. She's in Sunday school. If you could go and ask mom for that ticket, I'm not allowed to let you take Tommy unless I have that paperwork because that's our policy. Mm-hmm. So can you please do that? And then that gives you time while they go for you to be mm-hmm. able to get the children's minister or somebody, you know, yes. helps your volunteer get, have time to get some help so yes. that they're kind of not put into an awkward situation. Yes, absolutely. And, and you're right, because a lot of times people either um, don't think to disclose that, um, don't feel comfortable disclosing that. And even if it's not necessarily even a divorce situation, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. there's an estranged other sort of relative. I mean, maybe there's a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or someone who the child may recognize and may know, but mom or dad may not want that individual picking up that child. And so um, you're right. Just having that protection in place and that security in place for us, um, you know, protects your church and your child. Well, and, and like you mentioned with grandparents, a lot of times there are issues with that. A lot of times you might have grandparents that maybe shouldn't be driving anymore or that you don't feel super comfortable with them having the children alone, but they have become so accustomed to picking them up at church and people Mm -hmm. know them, you know, teachers will go, Oh, I know that that's your grandma. You can go with grandpa. And maybe we don't know that there are some medical reasons why grandpa really shouldn't have the child alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so just to keep you out of those messy family situations, Mm -hmm. just having that one simple thing in place where you can tell grandpa, I'm so sorry, but I have to have the sticker, the card, the bracelet. I have to have that little thing. Can you go get that from mom and then come back and I'll have Tommy ready for you when you get back. And so that gets you out of that sticky situation. So it's the same for siblings. Yes. Um, We had a church um, several years ago that had a situation where a young sibling picked up a younger child, Mm -hmm. you know, just came by and said, here, you know, Tommy's going to come with me. And the parents didn't know. Mm -hmm. And then they went out on the playground and the older child left the younger child on the playground by themselves and they got hurt. Oh, and the parents didn't even didn't know, know that the older child had gone to get their younger sibling. And so again, it's those types of situations where, you know, you can say, I'm sorry, but you have to be 18 to pick up, you know, due to our policy, yes. or you have to have the card yes. to pick up because yes. due to our policy, yes. um, you know, a, a youth, a, a youth member, like one of the youth group can't just come and pick up their favorite child and take them outside without (laughs) permission or a deacon. So many years I'd have deacons come by and say, Oh, Tommy's my buddy. Come on, Tommy, go with me while we do this. And I'm like, you know, those are those kinds of situations that happen so Mm -hmm. often, especially in churches where you've known people forever. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of what happens 
But those are the times when little things can occur, little accidents can happen, little things can can take place. Mm -hmm. And so you want to make sure that you have protected the church, the families, the kids, the volunteers, so that we can say, you know what, you know, we have these policies in place and and we just really need you to get mom's permission or dad's permission before Mm -hmm. this can happen. And that that card, that sticker, that bracelet is going to save you so much trouble. Amen. Any other thoughts on that? <laughs> ah, I don't think so. Just amen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's just those little things. We become so comfortable because church is a family mm. and we want to trust people. I know we do. We want to trust people and we want to think, oh, this can never, ever happen here. But unfortunately, so many times these situations can happen. And you want to make sure that you have thought through these things before you need to. Mm. Um, mm. We had a church, a large church, about 2000 member church that had a custody situation come up suddenly for some parents where there was a, you know, a, a non-custodial parent that was threatening to come pick up a child at the church. And they were a large church and really didn't have anything in place at all. And they called me on a Thursday and they needed to have something in place by Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And so it was two days of really like walking through the hallways, looking at doors and the way people could get into the ministry and setting up a system for drop off and pick up and how to let volunteers, you know, be aware of the situation and, and how to do that legally and how to do that safely. And so mm-hmm. those kinds of things happen just in a moment. And the children's minister said, you know, we've been meaning to put something in place and we just hadn't had time. Mm-hmm. But now we have the situation coming up where yeah. we're not exactly sure how to handle it and we're not sure what to do. And so it's really, really important that you try to think through the things before you actually need them. Yes. So that they are in place because you can't do it for just one family. That was what they were kind of hoping when they called me, the church, uh, the children's minister. She said, I was really kind of hoping that we could just set up something for yeah. this family. And I said, that's the problem. Yeah. You really, you can't just single out one individual or one specific family. It really has to be something that your entire ministry does. So it, it protects you, it protects the ministry, and it's just important that it's protecting the children. And so, and we talked about this in our general safety and security episode, but it's worth repeating that all of your policies have to apply uniformly. Right. It doesn't work. Like you said, if you try to pick and choose or cherry pick who, you know, who gets to be the exception, right. you have to apply it uniformly for it to work and for it to be right. safe. Right, right. Um, it just, it really is very important that, that we make sure that we are doing everything we can to keep the ministry safe and realize that everyone has to follow those policies and procedures and that everyone has to do, you know, no matter how long you've known them, no matter who they are, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they know that these are just things that we have in place for a reason and that they're really important. They really want to think about your volunteers when you're trying to decide what kind of check-in system you want to put in place. You want to think about a lot of different things. And one of the things you want to think about is how to make it as easy as possible for your volunteers, because that is the thing. Volunteers are are not easy to come by. We know that you're going to be able to rely on them more if things are in place for them when they walk into the classroom. The more they have to do Mm -hmm. is is more stress for them and it's harder Mm -hmm. for you to bring in volunteers. And so you want to make sure that you have done all the work that you need to do to have the system set up 
-hmm. in a way that it's not difficult for the volunteers to follow Mm-hmm. And that they have all the materials and everything they need in place so that they will actually follow through with what you need them to do. Mm-hmm. And so you want to start with your hallway setup. You want to make sure you have some sort of a place where the parents are checking in, whether mm-hmm. that's a main desk at the front of the hallway or whether that's an area beside each classroom door. However, it is best for your hallway to be set up to make sure it's safe and secure, but also to have a place for parents to come to, to actually check in their child, Mm -hmm. to fill out paperwork that you might need them to, to be able to access the kiosk for the computer, for them to be able to sign in, whatever system you have in place, you want to make sure that you've kind of looked at your area to make sure you have those places set up in the most convenient way. Mm-hmm. to make it easy for everyone because mm-hmm. check-in areas can tend to get backed up a little quickly mm-hmm. in the morning because you have everybody yes. coming in at one time. Yes. So you want to think about the numbers of kids that you have coming in, the number of parents, how you have it set up for them to come in and make it as easy as possible for guests. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really great if you can have a different area for guests to check in than you mm-hmm. have for your returning parents to check in. Because that way they're not having to wait in a long line or they're not having to kind of see all of that chaos. They can be um, treated, you know, with a a formal welcome and and be able to have time to fill out the paperwork you need them to without it slowing down everything else. So having that separate area for guests is always a a good thing to have in place. Um, But really just thinking about how would it work the best for our volunteers and for our parents? What can be the quickest method for us to use what can be the easiest way for, for kids to check in. Yep. That's right. Keep it simple. That way people will follow it. So right. it's too complicated. You know, people are going to take the, the shortest, <laughs> they're going to take a shortcut. Yes. <laughs> so making shortcut proof as much as you can. Yes. So, yes. So that it's, yeah, that it's really easy. And that's why if you have a computer system, they're really nice to have. They're nice mm-hmm. to be able to use because they tend to, to move very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, You're just usually have a computer, a kiosk that's set up that the parents walk up to. They type in a number or their name. They hit print. It prints out two stickers. One goes on the child, one that the parent keeps. And then you take them to the classroom and then they just kind of go in and everything is set up. They are super expensive. Mm -hmm. And you also have to think about the fact that computers don't always work exactly like you expect them to. Yes. So you always have to have a backup. Yes. And so, and sometimes it's no fault of your own that the computer system isn't working. Sometimes it's the software. The software has its own problems. Um, We had an incident where it was on a daylight savings time and the Mm -hmm. software just didn't work nationwide. Every church that had it and there's nothing we could do to fix it. Um, You know, there's no resetting a router. There's no restarting the computer. Um, you know, on days like that, you have to have a backup as we learned. (laughs) Right. Right. But you also don't have to, if you don't have the budget for a computer Mm -hmm. check-in system, Mm -hmm. I've worked with, I mentioned that larger church that we set up, we were able to set up a check-in system without a computer system. We Mm -hmm. we set up a very simple, a very easy check-in system because basically all you're needing is a parent to have something that they have to turn in when they pick up their child that matches something that 
attaches to the child. <laughs> and so it really is not, it, it doesn't have to be super complicated. It doesn't have to be anything too expensive. Um, it can really be as easy as just some cardstock cut into cards with a child's name and their in a number, a randomly assigned number. And you know, the you know, you have the the sign-in sheet where the child's name is on a sheet where the parents sign in, they take the card, they leave. When they come back, they have to hand you the card. You match the number and the card to their name on the sign-in sheets, and it's done. So that's really mm -hmm. if you have some cardstock, some contact paper and some <laughs> markers. <laughs> <laughs> you can make yourself a very simple card yes. check-in system that really isn't very complicated and that will last you, you know, again, cardstock doesn't last very long. So, yeah. you, you know, you will have to redo them every so often. Um, but again, when, when Virginia was talking about having that backup system, mm -hmm. having some sign-in sheets that are in the classroom along with some squares of cardstock and a marker mm -hmm. will give you a very quick and simple way of setting up that backup system to your computer system if you have mm -hmm. that problem. Mm -hmm. But it's also a great way for you to have a system for guests. Yes. For yes. you just to be able to do it that way. There are a billion kinds of check-in systems when you start looking for them. There are, like I said, there's there's doing the, the basic setup that you can set up for yourself that are like the cardstock systems. There are bracelets you can purchase um, the bracelets that, and I was thinking I should have had one so I could show it, but those, you know, those little plastic coil bracelets that you use for mm -hmm. keys, you know, there mm -hmm. are a mm -hmm. lot of systems that use those. So the parents, it's like an old bracelet. phone cord. Like, yeah. It's that little coil <laughs> yeah. kind of, I yeah. don't know how to describe it. Um, but uh, they have, you can actually purchase those or you can make those because you can mm -hmm. just order the bracelets themselves. I, I actually used that at one church because the parents loved the idea. I used, I was using them temporarily until we got our computer system set up and the parents loved it because they didn't have to keep up with the card. They could just put the little bracelet mm -hmm. on their arm yeah. and then just bring it back because it just had a little tag on it that had the child's number on it. And, and so it was just really, really simple, but you can, you can do that. You can get name badge stickers just boxes at Staples mm -hmm. or, or mm -hmm. office supply place and get a, a big box of just, and just put the child's name and a number and put a sticker mm -hmm. on him and a child's name and a number and put the sticker on the parent mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and do that. I mean, there's just, I, that your options are endless for yes, <laughs> yes, things yes. that you can do. Yes. Um, so that, you know, you want to make it as simple as you can mm -hmm. for the teachers, like I said, for mm -hmm. your volunteers, and you want to make it super simple for your parents. Mm -hmm. If you make their part too small or too awkward, it's going to be harder because they'll lose the card. Yeah. You know, if it's a teeny tiny card, if it's right. Um, if, or if it's a big, like, <laughs> you know, a big wooden block, or, you know, like if you can use something big, because you think, oh, they're not going to lose that. Yeah, they're also yeah. not going to carry it around. Yes. But, yes. So you, you do want to think through your parents, what are going to, what's going to be the most convenient for them so that they don't misplace, you know, the item that they need. Now, Virginia, did you have a policy for what would happen if a parent did lose the card? Oh yeah. So if a parent loses their sticker, the official policy was always to, to check their ID. Mm -hmm. um, and so you need to check their ID against, you know, who checked the child out, you know, in the system or in your records, however that is. So right. I always had parents sign in, like I had mm -hmm. a, a sign up sheet beside the door. 
I would have the children's names that came every Sunday. Once you visited, your name automatically mm-hmm. went onto the printed out sheet that I had for each week. Mm-hmm. If you were a visitor, obviously we would write it in, but then that name would mm-hmm. be on the sheet the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that you don't have to, that way you're printing out a sheet each week. You're not having to rewrite a sheet right. each week, but the parents actually had to sign in mm-hmm. the child. So that way you had records yeah. of an actual signature of Mm -hmm. who dropped off the child Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that when you, you know, had that person come, if they didn't have the sticker, if they didn't have the card Mm -hmm. and they did have their driver's license, you know, that way it would match. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that I would let the volunteers ask for me to do. Or if I was out of town, my hall director would do that. I never asked the volunteers to check ID because it just took so long and they were trying to get done. And so usually what I would say is if you have a parent that comes to the door and they don't have their card or sticker, ask them to come see me at the Mm -hmm. hall desk, ask them to see the hall director. Mm -hmm. And I would be the one that would check the ID. I would take the flag. If a parent yes. thinks about it, yes, yes, yes. I wanted to take the flack and yes. not the volunteer because sometimes yes. parents do get impatient when they're hungry and they're ready to leave. Right, right. And so they can get frustrated. But you want to make sure that you're the one taking responsibility mm-hmm. for releasing the child outside yes. of the policy and not the volunteer being the one yes. to release the child outside of policy. Yes. Because you don't want the volunteer to take that responsibility. Yes, absolutely. How important are keeping records? <laughs> very, very. We were just talking. Um, I was just in sort of a, a social media conversation on Facebook in a children's ministry group um, with a couple other children's ministers saying, well, what in the world do you do? They had a sticker system in particular. You know, what in the world do you do with your stickers after the kids get picked up? I mean, aren't they just like trash now? Isn't it just like litter? Um, and so, you know, I kind of was like, oh, no, like this is an important part of your record keeping, documenting that you followed your policy, your stated policy mm-hmm. um, of making sure that you are releasing the correct child to the correct adult. Right. And so that's one of those things where um, and Valerie and I had talked about this prior to recording this, mm-hmm. um, I was at a conference where um, a, a church um, lawyer mm-hmm. uh, recommended actually digitizing those records and keeping them for five years. Right. So, so like in our case, so like you, you know, you parents come in, there's a sticker on the child. Uh, mm-hmm. They are handing a sticker to the teacher mm-hmm. that goes on a piece of paper, essentially with a grid. And mm-hmm. so whenever the child is picked up, their pickup tag goes next to their name tag on this sticker page. Right. And so, you know, the, the recommendation then would be to, to gather up those sticker pages, you know, mm-hmm. and periodically every six months or whatever, you know, take your six months worth of sticker pages and then scan them into a, like a PDF document and keep mm-hmm. those records for five years demonstrating again that you are following your policy of releasing the correct child to the correct adult. Um, We live in a litigious society. Yes. And we do need to remember that occasionally there might be someone who might try to take advantage of a system or a kindness if you are letting children go in a different way than what your policy might state. And so you want to make sure that you have those records to show that when that parent dropped off, Mm-hmm. that they were the ones that picked up that, that you know, mm-hmm. that they were the ones that had permission. They were the ones that had the card, they had the sticker, they had those things. Right. And so when you have that in place, when you have, if you don't have stickers, if you have the two signatures who picked up, who dropped off, if you mm-hmm. have 
you know, the stickers so that you can place those in place. If you have some sort of record that you can keep that shows who dropped off the child, who picked up the child, mm -hmm. that is going to protect you and it's going to protect your ministry. And so it's really, really vitally important. Again, you might be thinking, oh, five years is, is too long or that's too much. But again, just as I recommended it in an earlier episode, if you don't feel comfortable with, with a, a specific guideline that we've given, check with your church insurance, check with your church attorney, check yes. with your state regulations. But you know, we, we are representing mm -hmm. Christ in our ministry. And so, yes. you know, the scripture tells us that we are to be doing things so well that no one can find fault in mm -hmm. us. And so I think it's really important that we take right. our responsibility for safety and security as seriously, more seriously than they do in a public daycare or in a public school. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's so vitally important that we make sure, and it looks different for every ministry, the mm -hmm. way you follow your policies and procedures really does, it, it varies according to your size and according to your layout in your building and what you're able yeah. to do. But what you want to do is to look at your ministry and say, to the best of our ability, we have made sure mm -hmm. that when children are dropped off and picked up, we're doing everything in our power to make sure that it's done correctly and done well and done yes. safely. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. Any other thoughts? You know, I don't think so. I mean, just, you know, have your policies and follow them. Yeah. 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 I think that's the most important thing is that you have a policy <laughs> in place and that you follow them. So mm -hmm. well, we are so glad that you chose to take some time to join us today for our conversation yes, yes. about a really stressful topic, but one that's incredibly important. And so we're just so glad that you did. Please feel free to leave comments, to leave questions, to send us an email um, contact us in some way if you have anything to add or anything that you would like for us to talk about in the future, because we have a lot more on safety and security that we can do. And so, Dr. Virginia, thank you for talking today. Yes, thank you. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.